United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects... Ooh, I hope no one heard that big gulp. Uh, hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and I am a DIY fangs trimming at two in the morning. What are you? Oh, I'm. I thought you were gonna keep going with that. Um, no, I'm, did my good accent just catch <laughs> you off? You you ended with such like an inflection that it implied that you were gonna keep going. You're like, hi, I'm Noelle, and my hat. I thought that was it. I thought you were going to keep talking. Uh, and I'm Chelsea. I am a trim my bangs on my first lunch break and then have Noelle say that it looks like a middle schooler's butcher job in the yeah. middle of my work day. If there's one thing I can give to you, it's honesty. And I appreciate and, it. Yeah, I'll always do it. I, um, I think I'm going to fluff them up a bit more tomorrow. So. Well, I think, honestly, if you... Uh, like maybe use product and blow dry it no, correctly. Blow dry is the word I was looking for. I lost the word blow dry. Um, you blow dry it correctly. I think it might work. Also, stop breathing into your fucking microphone, you barbarian. How else am I supposed to breathe? Look at what happens when I try to breathe my nose. Watch my nostrils. Ew. Ew, bitch. Oh, my God. You're congested. That's why I sound like so nasally all the time because I, sound I don't too. breathe through my nose. You Why? sound nasally because your shit is plugged up. I sound nasally because my shit's always dripping. Uh, man, the <sighs> opposite of problems all we the time. Hate, we hate to see it. Um, also, shout outs up tops. Shout outs to um, all the all the love on the Spotify wrapped day. Appreciate you. A lot of um I it always blows my fucking mind when I realize more than three people uh listen to us. And Mm -hmm. it makes days like today. If you breathe in your microphone one more time, bitch, I'm gonna I don't know what to do, man. I'm gonna have to breathe. (laughs) You've never brought it up before. I have not changed the way I breathe. You're going like this. (sighs) Like I can't even let me try to imitate it. Like, that's what it sounds like. I it's breathe like huffing out like a fucking I bowl. Guarantee that I have not changed the way move that it. I breathe. Maybe move the mic down a little bit. What? What if I move it up so that like that might have, yeah away is from that your better? fucking mouth? Oh my mouth god, breathing. you're fucking critical. Okay, it was dearest, crazy. Don't look at the wire hangers in my closet. You fucking <laughs> lunatic. Jesus, <laughs> it would drive me insane. Anyway, I don't hear it. It just happens. Anyway, um, it makes <laughs> it makes days like today where you have to come and do an episode right after everyone says how much they like us very hard because I want to be like the pressure is immediately too much and I no longer want to do it. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it, both me and Noelle sending messages like, "Hey, what's tonight's topic?" At <laughs> oh, 4 p.m. isn't usually a good sign. Um, it's true. It's but, true. Well, we have like multiple topics in the chamber, um, including, yeah. yes, we hear you. We will redo Mother Teresa. Um, it's just they take a lot of research and time and effort. And if I'm being frank, I didn't feel like a lot of effort today. I got the shit beat out of me today at work and emotionally. Um, and I was just like, Ooh, if I have to put on my research hat and act like I've got it together, it will not be well for me or you or anyone. Yeah, I was going to we try to commit to five pages because Tara really likes it when the episodes are an hour and I'll kill <laughs> myself before I disappoint her. Um, so we try to do five pages because that tends to be about an hour and just the thought of having to come to up that, with yeah. something. It's also, it's not so much the writing, but it's coming up with stuff. I don't know if you experience this too, but sometimes. What, writer's and, block? Yeah, no well, shit, dude. It's like almost topic block. Stuff just doesn't sound interesting. I We have multiple spreadsheets and nothing sounds interesting depending on the time of it's, day that I live. I have it. a closet full of stuff with tags mm-hmm. on it and I want to wear none of it. 
That's yeah, the emotion. Exactly that. So, I mean, if you wanted more proof that we're unwell, Chelsea cut her bangs on a 15-minute break. So, like, yeah. obviously, today is not the day. Yeah. Um, today is not the day for an uh, investigative journal. I, I lost. I was really good at the beginning <laughs> with my accent, and then it left. <laughs> an investigative, investigative journalism. journalism. Oh, it's not it a too. day for uh, investigative journalism, mate. I don't. Did actually, they say mate? Though, I don't know. But was yeah. it good? No, that was actually pretty good. Thank but you. actually, this episode, I ended up getting sucked in. I'm not going to say it got away from me. It did. It did I... because I see Lemurian seed crystals, so I immediately know we're <laughs> off the deep end. Don't fuck yourself. No, okay. I, I wanna... immediately know we're gone. I wanna... when, okay. when Chelsea says we're going to do like a freeform loosey-goosey episode, and I'm like, fuck yeah. And then three hours later, she goes, I got lost in the sauce. I go, "Is the, we're in. We're in for it. We're in yeah, for it. You guys, actually, buckle probably, the maybe. fuck up. Probably that Bitch, is. A if you hear your mic one more time, I don't know what to do, Noel. I have to clean <laughs> off my glasses. I have to fucking breathe. I don't. I'm not aware that I'm doing it. Jeez, You're a fucking mess. Oh, <clears throat> as I die. Before we get into that, up at the tippy top, the tippy tippy top, um, Discord is popping off, and you can join that server through any of our link trees that you'll find in any of our bios from any of the social media sites that you're on. Yeah, go Facebook, there and comment Instagram. how mean Noel is to me all the time. <laughs> no, okay, now you've made it. It's I don't know if you're too low or I made you too low. Um, I'm again, you know, running a tight ship here. <laughs> oh my god! Now you're very How's loud. That? Okay, loud? just watch your. No, that's fine. Just watch this your fine? mouth breathing. Just stop breathing. Just the mouth breathing, your big hops. I have to mouth breathe. For those of you who didn't see when I was demonstrating to Noel, No, they breathe, fucking heard it, bitch. When you I you tried to breathe, like you had so much glue look, in your nose. When I try to breathe, my nostrils collapse through my nose. They like... Oh, the sound. It's fucked. Look dude. at my nostrils just collapse. I can't even look because I hear it. Yeah. yeah. Look at that one. It's like... <laughs> Seek help. You need to oh get your God. shit rotorootered. Probably, um, but they literally, I literally physically, my nostrils go. Bloop. Yeah, you've got to get it rotorooted out. I got to open sesame somehow. Yeah, we'll do it. Get a, a, the snake drains cleaners. Put one of those you up should. there. That's the only thing that can <laughs> penetrate my nasal cavities at this point. Fucking looks like it. Um, but anyway, speaking of boogers, Linktree and all the social medias, <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. From there, you can get into the Discord. You can get into the private Facebook group. You can get a link to our merch site. You can get a link to Wild Wood Owl or Kelly Holleran's stickers and pins that she's made for us. She's also getting ready to drop something extra special, which she's hinted and previewed at on the Discord server. Um, so check it out. Check that shit out. It's fucking dope. And um, I've been loving hanging out in the Discord. Different channels in there. Everyone's getting crazy from gore to not safe for work to mental health venting sessions to just a great little general <laughs> chat. It's fucking, it's fun. Hang out. Um, yeah, that's, oh yeah. And then I'm Noelle Fane and that's Sith Lord. Follow us on everything. Um, and Patreon. <laughs> it's a dollar. Girl, I said. I have held in that cough for like six minutes. I am just terrified to clear oh my throat. Oh my God. <laughs> No one's going to pay a dollar now. Pay a dollar. Unlock weekly episodes on Patreon. I didn't cough I on Patreon. Literally. Yeah, you're waiting for now when everyone has to hear versus <laughs> the safe space. I have been um, trying to make an effort to not say um so much. So, Girl, make an effort to not cough a mucus ball on the mic. Instead, I'll, <laughs> I'll deal with the um asthma and nasal breathing issues. I am not set up for success in this scenario all right lemurian seed crystals part two just kidding oh jesus but i wait can i say something about lemurian seed crystals yes this might hurt your feelings i'm already uh, down just kick me some more i think you got ripped off on my seed crystals <laughs> yeah yeah but i got like the smallest ones possible yeah I, yeah you think I got um, ripped off? Yeah, because I've seen bigger Lemurian seed crystals with even more fragmented pieces inside of it, which apparently is whatever you need for those to work mm -hmm. for like a, a dollar twenty-five. So I don't know if I want to know how much you pay. <laughs> if 
paid for these uh, rock chips. But um, I do Kyle's say- Crystal Crafts <laughs> ripped me off after I left them such a glowing Etsy <laughs> review. I feel like they're authentic. Like you have to hold them up to the light and squint mm-hmm. real hard, but you can see the etchings. So, he- but this is what I'm saying. The Lemurian seed crystals that you got from Kyle's Crystal Crafts yeah. are literally like pebbles in a fish tank sized. I've yeah. seen some that are as big as my thumb and they're like a dollar 25. Yeah. The ones that I got are small enough to fit up the collapsed nasal cavity that I'm struggling to breathe through with room on both sides. Yeah. You could use it as nail art, honestly, glue it on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A baby could eat it and the doctor would be like, not a big deal. Yeah. They'll pass it fine. Oh, well, don't internalize it too much. We were young in our adventures and in our journeys. We were ripe for the picking. And I do think that Kyle did give us what he felt. Maybe maybe he like put his hand over it, was like, these are the ones with the most energies. I do trust him. Maybe that's the service we paid for was the vibrational energies he felt when he was um, – perusing through his crystal collection he was like oh it just so happens to be tiny little rock chips i'm gonna mail to these women um but i assume his intentions are good but i thought about getting you one of the bigger ones because it's literally probably after tax a dollar fifty and then i was like will this hurt her or heal her so i would like it okay i would like for you to do something nice for me But so, you know, shout out to Kyle though. I think he's great. I just want to let you know that yeah. you know, they come in other options for sizes, I guess is the, the affordability of gemstones has really been hurting my feelings lately, just knowing what I've been through. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh the true affordability of a gemstone. Um, when you've been ripped off, you've been ripped off twice. Oh my God. Yeah. I have a rip off for each hand. You've got, you know, what is it? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> is you. that what that means? With your Spencer ripped Pratt? Off. <laughs> That's you getting ripped off. Wow. I, oh my God. When I see oh, all of the gemstone TikToks, I don't even remember. Did I get carnelian? I don't even remember what I mm-hmm. got. But when yeah. I see carnelian on TikTok from like, what it actually looks like plus like the necklace you got me or the stones that you got me mm-hmm. yeah it hurts yeah you got yeah. some uh made in china you got some like those bead kits that they give to five-year-olds to make them be quiet in kindergarten yeah you paid $50 you know plus shipping <laughs> my breathing is just as loud as ever <laughs> and i think it's because of the expensive plastic crystal bracelet i bought from spencer pratt it's from the fucking mesothelioma you've developed (laughs) yeah it's just asbestos it's just been congealed into a sphere fucking shit anyway uh let's not focus on how you've been ripped off let's talk about my one true love the thing that will never hurt me antarctica Mm -hmm. it feels good so it i recently hosted a birthday party that you skipped um at my place and of course people <laughs> we were came. not here <laughs> i don't care if you were out of town with family so but and as people came over they toured my antarctica room and then i also have a large note on my chalkboard wall that says mm-hmm. admiral bird altar so naturally the questions arise people walk in they see admiral bird altar like many other things i've procrastinated on it that was all the way back from our tarot card episode Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh my I God, should, yeah. I thought you were just like manifesting no, that this is the altar. She, she told me the girl yeah. who read our tarot told me that I needed to like get an Admiral bird thing and just below crystals yeah, to mail them. It says Admiral bird. People see that they naturally want to go upstairs to the Antarctica mm-hmm. room. And that's where I lead them. The downside is whenever I talk about Antarctica, people get distracted by flat earth theory, which is what the flat earth theory is for. And, you know, I tried to explain the red herring of what flat earth represents. They didn't buy into it. I was like, I got something that I'll really sell you on. Brought out the Lemurian seed crystals. They were in my car, still waiting for me to drop them off at the post office. Yeah. And tried to explain past life regressions, how Antarctica might be part of the Atlantis mythos. And people just kept joking about the semen crystals. They're like, seed crystals? Like, jizz? And when I say 
that I felt so underappreciated at this party. I say it with my chest. Yeah, sounds like it. Because I was bringing books downstairs, and I'm like, the, 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 the Smithsonian giants are real too, and Don't they all just might as well spit in my face. Yeah, I mean, well, that's so, different. Yeah, and you know what? The audacity of these people that I tried to get to listen to our podcast. Um, I mean, at- I will say it's a tough sell when you start off with um, Antarctica, Flat Earth, and um, past life regression and through crystals. That's, that's a tough a great sell. sell. I think that's a tough sell. That's the toughest sell. Meanwhile, we have like based in reality, true crime, deep dives. And yet the thing that you want to present on the platter to people is past life regression through um, scammed crystals you got online. Someone you know? knocked my Spencer Pratt crystal off of my little Antarctica shelf too. Wow. If Did it, it would- break? No, so I think it's actually plastic not <laughs> glass because it was Good. absolutely scuff-free. But it did inspire me to kind of go back to our roots and talk about Antarctica again. And we're going to talk about it many times more. But sure. hopefully all the people that I bullied at the party mm-hmm. will consider everything that I said. And even if they dismiss that, maybe what we're going to talk about tonight will ring a little bit truer for them. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's let's talk about it based in reality. Yes. So these first parts, not a conspiracy. We're just going to go over quick synopsis of Antarctica stuff that we've talked about before, starting with the literal oasis in Antarctica called the Schermacher Oasis, mm-hmm. where soil remains warm enough that ice and snow don't build up on it. And it's actually warmer than the coldest place on earth that Utah or that Utahns live. That was a Freudian slip. It's cold as balls today, but where (laughs) humans live. So for context, the Schermacher Oasis averages about 33 degrees Fahrenheit, which is not cold in my opinion. Um, I mean, that's like just your opinion, but I guess in the context of Alaska, it's not, or Antarctica, it's not that cold. And then the coldest place, and I'm sure I'm saying this absolutely correctly is Oh my Akon. <laughs> Great job. Great oh my job. Akon is the actual coldest place for humans live on earth. And I Googled what their high temperature was for today. And it was a whopping negative 33 degrees. Okay. We should just never go there. I um, will never want to. No, uh, that sounds awful. And sometimes I like to pretend I'm pro Russia, but today in that thinking about that cold, you're, I'm not. Yeah. Also you're with not the wind be. chill. No way. Um, I don't know how people do it. Like, why would you fucking live there? Vodka. For God's sakes, it's Russia. Why punish yourself more? (laughs) You know? Just kidding. For any of the Russians who are allowed to listen to non-communist propaganda, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, we're getting deleted over there immediately that you said that. Um, I will say the oasis in Antarctica looks kind of like a Utah desert. It And honestly, that... Those types of temperatures are common for desert climates where you have the high highs and then in the exact same day at night, you'll have the low lows. It has a body of water that doesn't freeze um, and it has the kind of like rolling green hills. It's really interesting. It looks just like a desert area in Utah. And and that's not a conspiracy. Like for context, the lake that is... 15 miles away from my house freezes every winter in the middle of Utah. We're not in, we're not up in the mountains or anywhere crazy, but Pineview freezes over. This place in Antarctica is warmer than that. Yeah. It's it's absolutely not a conspiracy, not a conspiracy. So the science is there. And for some reason or another, the oases of Antarctica aren't really something that are, advertised to us. You really have to go searching for them. Mm-hmm. Basically the way that they describe Antarctica is that it's a need to be their basis, which is really just a fun way that world governments can get out of letting the general public like you and me charter a trip there or go there to visit. And all of these areas like the oasis are absolutely cut off to the public. And if you and I wanted to go to Antarctica, we could spend about $10,000 to maybe hang out on a coast mm-hmm. and that's it. So the other strange thing about it is the consensus that all of these international communities have on this continental lockdown. Like you think people would be a little bit more selfish about it, especially with what we're seeing in the Middle East. People don't just give up land. So 
Again, another thing to look at with Antarctica. So let's talk about another fun Antarctic feature. It's subglacial lakes. In particular, we're going to talk about Lake Vostok. So another part of the propaganda machine, which tries to convince us that a place is uninhabitable, comes along with access to water. And something that doesn't get talked about often enough is that Antarctica has plenty of freshwater lakes and has a lot of them. In fact, they have Mm -hmm. 400 the last time we counted. And Lake Vostok is interesting because it sits 13,000 feet below the surface of the Antarctic glacier that covers it. So it puts it 1,600 feet below sea level. So I'll say that again, 13,000 feet below the Antarctic glacier that it sits under. And it also 1,600 feet below sea level, yet it still manages to stay absolutely fresh water. It has no access to the ocean whatsoever. Hmm. And size-wise, it's no slouch. It's about 1,400 feet deep, and it is the sixth largest lake in the world. I would like to see it just because of its isolation. Like, imagine the other worldliness. Sixth largest lake by volume. Don't get carried away. Sixteenth largest lake by surface area. Oh, Okay. Where did you get these? Doom. Where did you get this information? The Smithsonian? God. Yeah, I'm still on Google at this point of the podcast, but we'll switch over to the Bing research real quick. Oh, Jesus Christ. And before the Russians took a core sample and pierced the ice shield that was on the surface of the lake in 2012, it had remained undisturbed anywhere for 15 million to 25 million years. So to put that in a timeline context, like human ancestry has only existed for 6 million years. So it's believed that because the lake environment has been sealed off for so long, its conditions more closely resemble Jupiter's moon Europa, meaning that it is so cut off from Earth's biological history at this point that it can only be described as alien terrain. Uh Uh-oh. Isn't that fun? It's never good. So we have to, of course, talk about what that means and what exactly lives in Lake Vostok. And the fun thing here is that because the water is not sterilized, it serves as its own isolated ecosystem. So when they were able to get a core sample from the water, the scientists found about 3,500 unique DNA sequences meaning that everything tested in there were things we hadn't seen before. And this was like little microbes, bacteria, tons of different life forms and all of them are unique to anything on like the DNA record of Oliver's history. So imagine that if life can thrive in Vostok, then it begs the question if it's twin um, Lake on Europa is its own breeding ground host to even more undiscovered life forms, just food for thought. Something to think about. Are we about to say, cause you know, I say, you know, some people know, those of us on the outskirts of the internet know that one of the new favorite theories among ufologists is that aliens are not necessarily coming from the skies, but coming from the oceans. And there has been multiple videos released of people on military ships or on cruise mm-hmm. liners seeing like UFO type orbs nose diving into the fucking water. And of course, the fun like phrase we know more about outer space than we do mm-hmm. what's at the bottom of our own oceans. I really feel like the last five years have spun this like aliens are here and they live in our oceans underwater. I agree 100%. I think. Even when there's smoke, there's fire. And that's why the Navy has more UFO documentation than any other military branch combined. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that? Are that is that what they're saying? Because like this, like Vostok has alien DNA in it and is not accessible by people. Is that Maybe. what you want to say? Okay. Okay. Let's, okay. Okay. Let's talk about the lake. Okay. So, as you may guess, or maybe not, um, the lake became an immediate pissing contest between scientists. So, while the Russians would be the first to drill into the lake, Americans were quick to come in and improve the process to actually take 
bigger and better samples without risk of contamination. Oh, it's like the space race all over again. Exactly. And the Russians would pull water from the lake for DNA inspection, but then the Americans would criticize and claim that their samples weren't viable. Then they would come out with their own samples. And of course, the American samples would be perfect. I mean, peace and love. You know, I'm not here to like say America's great. You know, that's the last thing I'm going to say. And sometimes I prefer being um, pro-Russia back in the day, not Mm pro-Russia now. Um, Sometimes we shouldn't believe the Russian testing, though, because that's why we thought we had Rasputin's dick in a jar. But it was a horse for fucking ever because of the fucking Russians. They did a DNA test and it was Rasputin and then actual peace and love scientists came through and were like, no, babes, has a horse cock in a fucking jar and they lied to us. You know what I mean? So like maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe let the Americans take a little sample. I'm not one. Well, maybe I am one to constantly praise the United States because I do like to cosplay as Republican in my free time. You do, man. You do. You I can't look, even pretend that you're I not I look here. so good wearing my sister's, like, veteran hat, going to pick shit up for Puffin while wearing, like, booty shorts and then our Who shirt and to have old people respect me because they think not I'm a veteran. Not with your fucking pink hair now. You you really, no. when you were blonde. Not one of these. You like were a, the re- Republican sugar baby. Not uh, anymore. I got, a, I got a ma'am the other day as I was walking to Petco from a real old dude who you know stops every veteran he sees and says, like, thank you for your service. I was yeah. walking too fast at the time with Puffin, so I got a ma'am. Look at you, Miss Stolen Valor. Were you going to go mm. to fucking Denny's and get a discount on your meal, too? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I absolutely wouldn't do that. But she says, I will take the praise. I will take the praise of any boomer who and above who thinks that I'm only worthy of like respect because of a hat. My sister threw that hat away because she was so mistreated by the government. And I asked if I could have it. So she got it out of the garbage and gave it to me. I wear her trash hat with pride. That's that is true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone who hates the U.S. government, it's veterans. Veterans. Um, it is veterans. So and God bless they, them. They earned that right. Because they did. They were treated like shit and America sucks. That's true. But in this case, let's we'll be a little rootin' too. And also yeah, we're not gonna talk Captain about the United America States that here. much. Okay. Because Captain America is a perfect personification of a hero. <sighs> so happy anniversary, by the way. I know you almost forgot, yes. but tomorrow, December 3rd, where most people are probably gonna be listening to this, uh, was the end of the Cold War. So it's just like Oh my god, my my favorite war if you want a war that says girl boss gaslight gatekeep it's the cold war it is delicious war yeah the justification of war Mm -hmm. came with the cold war um it may have ended ended december 3rd of 1989 but it lives on forever in our hearts and the continued communist propaganda so you know god bless america but i will argue that the cold war is still going on in antarctica so nice. it lives on as a ghost of its former self. <laughs> and this is could be due to a multitude of different reasons and maybe even like lingering ethnocentrism. Are you in the Cold War the same age? I am a year older than the Cold War. So it's its 30. No, the Cold War is 33. Am I a year younger than the Cold? No, 88 Are you- before 89. <gasps> I'm older than the Cold You're War. You're older than the Cold War? I lived in the world for about a year, for a little <gasps> over a year. I was oh born into it, God. baby. Don't question me. I'm the bane <laughs> of the Cold War. You, you and the Cold War. So wow. Everything makes sense. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know how to math. I just assumed that 89 was my birthday until you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. So, yeah, happy birthday to the Cold War ending, but it lives on in Antarctica. And it's probably because Russians in the United States are still kind of beefing. Mm -hmm. But when you really start to cut the cheese, so to speak, if you look at things like bacteria with no known weaknesses, we start to tell the line of a new and very dangerous kind of warfare. And weaponizing alien DNA isn't really anything new to the conspiracy world. 
throw a rock and you'll hit 5G, you'll hit COVID theories. Look, but imagine that happening. Like imagine a 5G tower coming up in your neighborhood and then all of a sudden it gets flagged and studied by scientists all the world over trying to discover its secret. Mm -hmm. Definitely that puts a little bit more juice into what's going on with Antarctica because Mm -hmm. most of those things like COVID wasn't a biological weapon. The government says 5G towers don't, aren't mind control things. The government says most people are like, yeah, because there's not very much fuss going around these areas. Yeah. And honestly, when it comes to science, it shouldn't be political, but it 100% is. Oh, baby, we know. We're we're living in 2021. It, it's the most politicized thing ever. And it's, with Antarctica, it's like such a microcosm of just bullshit and the fact that they keep lying to me about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. It sounded really sane of you. Thank you. So in 2017, Greg Hunter did a piece about political and religious leaders making trips to Antarctica. And we're definitely going to talk about this again. And in his piece, he quotes Empire Beneath the Ice by a man named Stephen Quayle. Are we going to talk about fucking Nazis again? Maybe one sentence. Okay. Not really. Uh, So author Stephen Quayle said, quote, here is the billion dollar question and probably the trillion dollar question. Why are the world's religious leaders and most powerful leaders going to Antarctica? I don't think the Russian patriarch is going down there to meet penguins with no disrespect, man. Oh, disrespect. Someone or something has summoned the world's leaders. Something is happening in Antarctic is, and the Antarctic is critical. It is my contention that because of the advanced technology of the Third Reich, that they went under the ice, so to speak, and came into contact with beings, sentient beings that Werner von Braun and other have made many references to many times before they passed away. So all of this is a matter of record. It's true. The Nazis were obsessed with aliens and specifically, oh my God, remember when, was it the Elohim? Do you, the Aryan Nazis? I, mean, I don't think the, the Aryan, Elohim, that's like uh, the Aryan the aliens. Yeah. Aryan. The, um, um, Oh yeah, I'm getting all of my. Not the Venusian. Uh, the Venusian was Valiant Thor. It's the Aryan aliens that Hitler literally picked, like his the Nordics. Aryan, the Nordics, of course. Yeah. How could we forget? How could I? How could I align biblically accurate aliens? You're not a beautiful blonde haired blue eyed baby like me. You could fit. Also, I'm surprised that you confuse the Elohim with the Nordic. But now that I think about it, that's a fascinating theory. Don't even. It was literally my brain is mush out of all of the crazy we talk. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Nordics, who are a alien race, whereas like everyone probably knows your typical reptilian who looks like a little Liz, or um, the Greys, who are you know tiny little gray guys with the little beady eyes and shit, and then the Nordics are super fucking tall, al not albino. Pacey white. Very Caucasian. Yeah. yeah. Pacey ass white, blonde, blue eyed aliens. And they are specifically who Hitler like decided that was the perfect being. And he was always trying to fucking talk to them and get a hold of them and be like, hey, babes, what's up? And of course, not of course, people probably don't know that like the Nazis were um, drilling slash digging in Antarctica. Um to make like a trip to the center of the earth where they thought these guys might be hanging out. It's all, it's, it sounds crazy. It sounds like a sci-fi novel you find at a grocery store, but this is literally Hitler's agenda. It shouldn't surprise you that like this, this is, this was his shit. It's also not that weird. If you even look into like the geographical location that Hitler supposedly went to. Like he went to perhaps Colombia. Most people think Venezuela. If you want to go to Antarctica, you have to stop in Venezuela first because it is the closest, lowest point to get to Antarctica. So if he was going to try to find Nordics, that's the fucking place you have to go. Yeah. Very. I mean, it just, uh, I don't know. It, this this sounds like conspiracy and i i don't want people to be lost on it it's very real and it's very none of this is conspiracy so far 
Um, yeah. So, and when you put all of those records, it points to this. There is some entity or group of entities that are thinking and have advanced technology and basically give orders to the religious and political leaders of our day. The history of the world is not what it is. It's what the powers, it's only what the powers that pretend for it to be. Yeah. What's that really famous line? Um, the, well, oh man, my brain is so mushed. The winners rewrite. Re- yeah. The write victor history. rewrites history yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The victors rewrite history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. So we don't want to go into any of the scientific things that the Nazis like really pursued. We don't want to acknowledge that we stole all their scientists like Werner von Braun. And then mm-hmm. we went on to do the Manhattan Project with German science. A lot of stuff gets pushed under the table. And if you have people going to Antarctica, political and religious leaders, it's fucking suspicious. And that's not a conspiracy. There is no reason for them to need to go there if it's all a place that strictly need to be their basis for science, which is what the government tells us. So let's get back to like Vostok now. Somewhere around 2016, a whistleblower group came out against the United States and Russia, claiming that the misinformation that they've been putting out about Antarctica is to hide a massive truth, especially as to what Lake Vostok is actually hiding. Why'd you have to highlight it, man? According to this group at UFOinsight.com, <laughs> scientists don't edit my documents with sassy highlighting. <laughs> scientists installed a specialized elevator over a period of 10 years. And it's basically just something like what we would use for a mine shaft so that they could gain easier and faster access to the sub- subglacial world. Um, well, here's the thing. The reason why I highlighted that is because I wanted to go to UFO insight.com and i will say the website isn't giving um typical paranoid person with a wordpress vibes um they kept it clean and simple which i do think if you're going to make a crazy website is the way to do it um you know biggest red flag recent articles no comments no views uh but marcus is really out here trying his best to put out Paranormal research. I mean, no um, comments. I'm going to comment on one right now. I'm literally not a single comment on anything. Uh, they also have a cryptozoology section um, and a supernatural section. And, um, you know, I'm going to join their newsletter. It's just Marcus. I have not. You should honestly, unrelated, you should contact. I don't know if he'll let you in on a piece of his pie, but he's written every single article um, it's only him, like the St. Catherine's Poltergeist, the truly strange and bizarre locations of just the world period, the mystery of Kentucky's blue people. Oh, baby, we've been I can there. subscribe to UFO Insight Max <gasps> for a small fee of $2.99 per month. He wants $2.99? He has zero comments. I'm going to sign up. You're going to be the only guy, my dude. Uh... Fact check, I'm going to be the only girl. You could start, <laughs> you can do a three day free trial. Yeah, I'm signing up right now. Um, Got to confirm my password. $2.99 a month. The same practically, prices. Oh, I have to put in a credit card. It doesn't accept PayPal. I don't want to go downstairs and get my purse because we're literally in the middle of an episode. He says UFO Insight Math costs only a small fee of $2.99 per month, the same price of two newspapers. All of the funding we receive, we babes, it's just you. Um, we receive from Mac subscribers go directly back into producing the content you enjoy reading. We are a nonprofit, but bills have to be paid for hosting and the thousands of hours of research required. He's not wrong about that. Uh, wow, interesting. Yeah, and so. Okay, so anyway, not, a really um, reputable website, and yeah, I will not I, say anything other like otherwise because they had cited sources and everything, you know. So if your cited it. sources are the WordPress site from, <laughs> it just links back to your website. Yeah, it links back to an article you wrote previously. <laughs> this story that was on incredible. multiple websites. I picked the well-written one to cite. Holy shit, dude. He's no joke. 
<gasps> Marcus, maybe you know what? Yeah, wash. Yeah, you better walk the fuck back five. Steps I'm whole. I'm gonna moonwalk back, dude, because this is no joke. Oh my gosh! So this is on that. Thank you. I mean. Everyone I'm wants not... to shit on my websites, and then they never go and look at the websites that I pull information from. Wait a damn second. Oh, hold on, wait. I might have to backtrack forward. <laughs> He's citing his own source. Hey, he is the source. <laughs> he is the source. He is the source. <laughs> He's got 13 sources, and they're all HTTPS UFO Logi dot Patrick Gross, and then you click to it. What? Oh, I'd love to see it. That's what our, that's basically our podcast. This entire episode's been about previous episodes. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm moving on. One of the scientists. I haven't, I haven't decided where I stand on Marcus because this is, this is incredible to me. Marcus, we've been homies from the start. Hit me up. (gasps) You'll know it's me because I just subscribed to your newsletter. Um, okay, one of his sources is just a page. It's just a page. <laughs> you know what? They never expect you to click on the links, and I'm here to fact check. Anyway, anyway, go on. So one of the scientists and one of the whistleblowers who was part of these expeditions was a man named Dr. Anton Padalka, who defected from the investigation and now lives under the protection of asylum in Switzerland. And in 2012, Padalka and his team of eight men descended to Lake Vostok as part of a specialized Soviet research team. Here's what happened. So the team was all fit in scuba gear because it's an underwater lake, obviously, and it was pitch black and nearly impenetrable by natural light. So the men were trained to keep in close visual quarters. And at one point, they noticed one of their divers was a little bit further away from their ranks. And obviously for safety reasons and for visual reasons, that's not what they would have preferred. And Padalka watched his colleague drifting at just the edge of where the flashlights that they were using stopped, you know, penetrating the darkness. Mm -hmm. And the person was just floating around and hovering there. And, you know, in old Western movies, like right before a fight breaks out where it's just eye contact, eye contact, eye contact between the different parties before someone pulls the first shot. Mm-hmm. Imagine that you are a member of this scientific group. You're in a group of eight scientists, 13,000 feet just below the surface of the most isolated place on earth. You realize that that diver hovering at just the edge of your flashlight isn't part of your group. They're a ninth diver coming out of nowhere. Dead silence. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. And soon this extra kind of passively floating diver drifted to the marine biologist on the team. And Padalka and his men could only watch in horror as if whoosh, like gunfight started. This thing tore the man apart. It was a sudden like chaotic scene of like blood and limbs Everybody starts panicking. Everybody's losing their minds. Radio operator Alexis Vindogradov was the next closest man to the creature. But in a really odd and terrifying scene, uh, a plume of like octopus ink came out, but it immediately immobilized the guy and he got ripped the fuck apart too. The rest of the scientific team was all scrambling to the surface and they left behind the only female just basically letting her fend for herself. And her name was Dr. Martina Kalashnik. She was essentially left for dead by the men and this mysterious shape-shifting creature because as soon as it went to reach for her, it went back into its form and looked more of like what we would describe as an octopus. And she had had enough time and wherewithal to grab her ice axe that she had with her and just started fucking hacking at this thing and killed it. So the team dragged the creature up into this elevator shaft, pulled it to the surface, and immediately Soviet security was fucking on them, separated all of the scientists who came up from Lake Vostok, and immediately the beast was confiscated. It's like the thing. 100%. And guess what we heard about it? Not even a blip on international radar. 
The remaining Soviet team sealed the entrance of the elevator shaft to prevent anybody else from being able to easily access the lake. And according to the leaked information, the creature was informally named 46B, 46B is in boy, and was brought to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who obviously heard about what it had done and wanted to specifically weaponize its DNA and turn it into some sort of warfare technology. Damn. So 46B, as mentioned earlier, like resembles an octopus, except it has 14 tentacles instead of eight. And it was studied enough that scientists were able to determine that its closest relative was most likely the vitredelonella. You're doing so I wrote good. it phonetically and I'm still struggling, Riccardi, otherwise known as the glass octopus. And I put a little picture there in the notes. That's a glass octopus. Mm-hmm. So, and unlike regular octopi who keep ink in their sacks to get away as a safety net against predators, 46B expels a venom, which allows it to paralyze from a distance. So remember that radio operator who was swimming away and then suddenly just went completely stiff, his face fucking frozen and like a terrified scream. Mm-hmm. He got caught up in that, which is how he got ripped apart. And perhaps the most terrifying thing about 46B is its ability to shapeshift into whatever it wants. And before you shit on this idea, look at the camouflage capabilities of any octopus now. And in fact, if you look up the mimic octopus that lives in the Indo-Pacific, here's how it's described. The mimic octopus is a species of octopus from the Indo-Pacific region. And like other octopuses, it uses its chromatophores to disguise itself with its background. However, it is noteworthy for being able to impersonate a wide variety of other marine animals. And here's a picture of that below of it resembling like a crustacean, like a little hermit crab. So Padaka was haunted by the image of 46B impersonating a diver and just fucking floating in the darkness, waiting until it got close enough to attack. And he was so upset that he lost two of his men when he was supposed to be in charge of their safety. And he was also disgusted with himself that they left the only female scientist on the team to fend for herself. And, you know, girl power, she fucking did it. Um, He fled to Switzerland for asylum and he is still there. If you look him up, you can look them up on Google even. Um, and a lot of the Russian like propaganda machine came out and said that like, he's kind of an idiot, but it stands to reason that it's like very interesting that this entire team was dispersed and none of this was talked about. I mean, so, yes and no, it's, it's Russia. Yeah, true. I mean, so what do we even make of it? It's, It's easy to dismiss the rantings and paperwork from a disgraced Russian scientist, but it's not so simple, really, when we look at the history of the Soviet Union, specifically its scientific endeavors, with some even rivaling Nazi UFO programs. So after the breakup of the Soviet Union in the early 90s, KGB documents were available for purchase on black markets, and some made their way to the United States, who Mm -hmm. formally recorded their contents. And some of these documents contain tons of information about one of the most infamous men involved with Soviet intelligence at the time. And his name was Vasily Mitrokin. I did okay. You're trying. You're trying. trying. So in his research, Vasily documented UFO sightings all the way um, back to World War II. And guess what? In these documents, there are numerous records of the Russians taking special interest in aquatic creatures as recently as 1982. And in fact, some of the documents from the Russian Navy referenced notes from a Russian diver named Vladimir Adhaza, who witnessed some subaquatic things in Siberia's Lake Baikal. And guess what? The Russian Navy took his sighting so seriously that they went to fucking battle over it. Literally, the Navy came in and fought whatever the fuck was going on in there. So a lot of the stuff was redacted, which is, you know, what governments like to do. But there's mention of underwater enemies, underwater entities, solar weaponry, and three men on the Russian side who ended up dead. And if you really want to take a look At this, just look at any aerial images of Lake Baikal, and you'll notice right away really strange circles that appear in the ice, 
which a lot of people like to believe this is either alien landing, alien impact on the environment, or even evidence of UFOs sitting just below the surface of the ice. That image is interesting. That, that was is... just like one of the ones I pulled too. If you Google like Lake Baikal aerial photography, these pop up. It's not like you have to go to Bing and then go into a Reddit post and then go to a WordPress site and then go to Angel Fire. It's right there on the front page of Google. And we could probably do an entire series about Russian secrets when it comes to cryptids and aliens. God, are you trying to get us fucking killed? Sure. They wouldn't let me buy a tapeworm off of the internet. So yeah, Russia's on my shit list. You know, pause. I think people have bits and pieces of that story, but I don't think they fully know because we reference it often about you and your experiences with the dark web. Well, Um, (laughs) yeah. But so for those of you wondering, no, I did not succeed. Now I just count my calories. But about a year ago, I tried very hard to buy a tapeworm off the internet and I got led because they, you know, they make you skinny. And I was very drunk at the time. It was an unhealthy thing. I didn't succeed, but I filled <laughs> out my, I, it was like basically Russian Etsy. And they sent you these little tablets that had tapeworm embryos yep. and then you eat it. And then they like, yeah, make you skinny. Mm-hmm. I immediately got like my email hacked with all these KGB things like the KGB watches you now. I <laughs> but no, nothing ever came from it. You think I healthier. You fucking think yeah, I tried. I fucking tried, man. That was hard. I'm not very good at buying, <laughs> buying legitimate things on the internet. I just like that you went to the Russian dark web and tried to buy a tapeworm and all you got were KGB threats in your email. Yeah. They weren't even like that fun. It was just basically like, you're trying to buy illegal stuff. I'm like, isn't that illegal? Like on the tier of bullshit, you can buy off the dark web, a tapeworm tablet. Get out of here. I mean, yeah. unsuccessful counting calories. Y'all who would have thought. I the came down to worm. food. <laughs> Who would have thought? Time. Who would have thought? So, oh, you interrupted my really good pun, man, though. What were you going to say? I could not stop thinking about drunk you ordering a fucking right. tapeworm from Russia. Yeah, it didn't work out. Attempting. B, <laughs> so 46B, isn't even the tip of the iceberg. That was it. That was your thing. That was it. Great job, I feel like Chelsea. it would have hit better. I, I'm telling you right now, it, it wouldn't have. have made a difference. But I I'm as successful it. with my puns as I am with buying Russian, <laughs> like Russian medicine. But there is certainly something going on, and there is enough evidence to assume mm-hmm. that Russian scientists have the market when it comes to documenting underwater extraterrestrials. And not to misalign the Russian government, but like in parentheses, also fuck them. Mm-hmm. But I doubt their discoveries are going to be shared for anything other than nefarious means, i.e. Sure. biological warfare. Yeah. So to wrap up, remember, some of the most important and influential people to live during our fucking lifetimes converged in an area so remote that not even NASA satellites can document it to have a fucking secret meeting. Yeah. And again, I quote Empire Beneath the Night Ice that someone or something has summoned the world's leaders. And that something, perhaps 46B, is only the beginning. <sighs> I mean, so are you trying to say, because I can get behind aliens in the ocean? Sure. Mm. I can get behind that. Are you trying to say that they're like intelligent dictator aliens? I think that we are being misled as to what's going on in Antarctica and we're the butt of the fucking joke because every leader who supposedly has our best interest in mind is meeting to talk about how to exploit it and how to hide it from us. So it always comes down to like the lies about Antarctica. I don't know what's going on. Do I think that this happened? Yes. 
I believe everything happens. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that they pulled something out of the ice that they don't want us to know about 100%. That's why Absolutely. we don't get any aerial images of Antarctica. Absolutely. That happens every day. That's 100%. I, it's literally the thing. And if a scientist comes out with all of this evidence and then it's available on these websites, but then there's also just as many articles talking about how crazy he is. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a similar thing with like flat earth, you know, they're trying to like put up all these red herrings and these red flags to detract you from what's really going on. And that's purposeful disinformation. Yeah. It's to distract the fact that religious and political leaders are going to fucking Antarctica to have a meeting instead of going to what literally anywhere else we hear about Bohemian Grove all the time. What's more Mm -hmm. secretive than Bohemian Grove. Yeah. It is. It is interesting. I mean, the sus. It, it is in in the sense that I know that it doesn't matter what your political leanings are or where you're at geographically on the world. When you hit a certain level of wealth, you ascend past all of that. When past you're, morality, yeah. Yeah, like literally when you are well like and everything you do is essentially cosplaying but like in reality the billionaires and trillionaires of the world like not even the millionaires they're kind of like you know low tier they're the poor man's billionaire the poor man's rich boy like when you're in the billionaire and trillionaire level of humanity like you're not no one fucking cares if you're a soviet spy or a conservative businessman or if you're from like a rich family in ethiopia i don't fucking know no one cares that that is poor people's fun and games Mm -hmm. so i mean the greatest example is like you know fucking bezos and uh fucking elon trying to go to space just themselves to do it themselves to go inhabit their own little fucking planets or make their own little satellite mm-hmm. stations out in space like they're playing a different game so to think that there's secret meetings with the world's elite happening in antarctica and no one knows anything about it like that doesn't surprise me because like those elite leaders and people of like that you know wealth bracket they don't they just play by different rules it's like when someone wears a floral shirt with striped pants you're like this is fashion i'll believe it yeah just a different type of the greatest the greatest thing is like name a trillionaire name a billionaire other than bezos like they're out there and you don't even know who they are they're doing shit every day that you don't know about Mm -hmm. so the fact like you can't even fucking name them um they, they hide in plain sight, essentially. So if they're, like, out here meeting in weird fucking, you know, like... With religious people. Like, what the fuck? I that expect political people to be, like, that doesn't into this kind me. of stuff. The religious people going to Antarctica has got me suspicious. What are they that doing there? That doesn't surprise me. Well, That's like a different you've type have, of elitism. You have to have people in cahoots with you. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like... And peace and love, like, if you are going to, like, infiltrate some sort of power, like, th- those are your sheep right there, you know what you I know, mean? So you get that guy, the, you get the religious leader as the private jet on board with your shit. Part of, like, the theory about why Antarctica is off limits when you get to the flat earth end of it is because of, like, the celestial access you have. Because flat earth theory says Antarctica is the edge. If you go to the edge, then you can see God deities that type of celestial stuff so this is where you kind of get the red herring things because then flat earth people are like why are religious people going to antarctica focus on that and then they focus on the fact that antarctica is the edge no way man man? no way man that's that's in the wrong direction no the religious people are getting involved in the same way that all corruption happens like the high, high up religious people who, you know, have multi-million dollar homes and, you know, get away with molesting little boys, 
they are on that same playing a different game than the rest of us. They're they're not playing the game of morality and humanity. They're playing a different like they're on that billionaire trillionaire level where they just have different rules and they live different lives. And getting them on board with whatever they're doing, it makes perfect sense because like yeah. you want those people backing you when you do something crazy, like whatever they're working on or planning or whatever, like you want those people on your side because then the people who follow them and listen to them are just inherently going to follow again. No offense, but like it's, it makes so much more sense to me strategically that it's like this, it's kind of like a coup. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Versus like the religious people are going there because they see deities on the edge of the earth. No way. The religious people are going there because they are like, religious leaders because they're just as into the bit as the billionaires who buy fucking their own islands are. Well, it's like the opposite of manifest destiny. Like we're no longer going West. Like God wants you home. Like it just shuts down any of the natural curiosity that people like Magellan sailed the ocean blue for. I need to think of someone not, I don't know what ethnicity was, but I'm trying to say anybody other than Columbus. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I agree that it's all sus. And I think that's, I don't know. Sus interesting. squared. It's interesting. Fun, right? I didn't think, I thought maybe I would squeeze the orange of this episode and maybe get two drops of content and then it ended up being. Yeah, it's interesting. Antarctica delivers every time. It does. It never let me down. I mean, it might. You know, I was walking and there were f- two sets of footprints and then there was only one. And you want to know what? Antarctica was carrying me. Is that, how that, that is how it goes. Something about Jesus. Yeah, right. He's the one walking next to you. I don't know. Right. That's what it's about. Yeah. Foot but Antarctica was carrying me. My I thought heart. you were going to say Admiral Bird, but you know, like here you no, are. No, Admiral like, Bird flew me in. <laughs> I do need to make my altar for him. I'm slowly coming along. I have an entire room in my home that's becoming the Antarctica room. So I'll get there. I have like seven altars, so I don't even want to hear it. That's why I'm, I'm so powerful easy. right now. I'm just kidding. I'm powerful I've, because I was trying to find out your information about my friends and they didn't know it, like your ring sizes. That was a well, terrible, I need to edit that out. That was stupid. No, leave it. Uh, I'm not powerful because I have a TBI and I spend all my free time cutting my own bangs poorly. You want I mean, that also might mean that you're powerful. I think that I'm so powerful with all of my rocks and altars. That's why my um, intestines are failing. Um, so much you power. Get you know a what I mean? rock. You need to get like a rock that's good for digestion. And then shove it up my ass. You know, one time my old roommate poked me in the butt with some quartz that she bought at Crap Lake City, and I did poop the next day. <laughs> uh, you know what? Then. Maybe we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a try. Maybe I'll put a quartz in my asshole so um, my colonoscopy, they have something to find while they're up there. Yeah, maybe the fact that you've tried nothing and you're still out of ideas. You should maybe try something. I've tried things. <laughs> I've tried things. Oh, I think what you've man. tried is just copious drinking, but that, that is true. Which uh, I think it works for me. Like a I did an enema, and arguably exacerbated the issue. <laughs> <laughs> now you just trapped water in there. Well, no, it like it came out, but then I felt horrible <laughs> i felt horrible um but you know i'm not a doctor so but i'm just saying like i might as well get my money's worth on wednesday and just start shoving stuff up there so it's like a little fucking yeah surprises ask you know? them which rocks they would recommend for yeah, which rocks do you think i should put up and they're like definitely um, not hematite actually hematite might be good it's a grounding I know, right? What am I gonna? I'll I'll put some rose quartz up there. Do you want the plastic that I bought from Spencer Pratt? Get your. That's what's gonna get me real fucked up. That's how I'm gonna get ass cancer. That's right. You touched it. You touched him on the Fourth of July, and now you're fucked. That's when your problems began. It's. I mean, almost in September. (laughs) Not close at all. Or the water you drink in New Orleans. Oh, honestly, honestly, though, here's the thing: to the listener who like looks at people's poop as a science and a job You're saving lives who said hey you might have a parasite from the new orleans water if this comes back 
and that's true, I owe you like a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, I owe you, you like to a give steak your, dinner. Yeah. I will actually, I will mail her the pictures of the inside of my asshole that they take. That's I'll a frame good idea. it and I'll mail it to her. I'll put a little Christmas wreath around it. It's like your yeah. little Christmas card. I kind of want one too. I'll give one. I think they take like 30. <laughs> if I, that'll be Patreon only content. Yeah, if I, if nice. it comes back. And they say like it was because I mean, if we're doing the math here, people, it almost perfectly lines up with when I was in New Orleans and that was right after they had a hurricane and I did drink some New Orleans water. Oh, you're drinking dirty <sighs> alien water. And, um, you know, peace and love to them. That was, you know, that was my bad. But, uh, you know, it's just like you're in the shower and you just open your mouth and you're like, ah, um, yeah, but I'm less worried. I don't shower upside down. So I'm not worried about any like bullshit getting into my mouth. The fact that you got poopy ocean water and now you're shitting parasites. Yeah. Maybe you could put some of them into a little pill for a pill jar. Sell them like swallow on Russian. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. But yes, anyway, but I'm sure there's money in it. Dude, I know there's money in it. Um, this is so off topic and we'll get out of here soon. But, uh, you know, IUDs go for a big fucking hunk and chunk of penny. What? Why? You know, like I steal mine out of the garbage when I get them replaced and I keep them and I frame them because they are little soldiers. Um, but why how do they go for money? I don't, I don't know what people are doing with them. I don't know if they're trying to use them themselves or it's like a fetish thing. That I don't know. Fascinating. Huh? But people buy them. All right. Well, but they can't have them. We live in a society, so it's true. I didn't oh know. man. Hey, here. What is it? Rule thirty-three. Any, you know, Rule thirty-four. You think thirty-four. Thirty-three came before it, though. <laughs> you're thinking of you're thinking of the anniversary of the end of the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> Rule thirty-four. If you think about it, like it's that's you know, if we, it's happened. So. People are out here buying used IEDs. I good yeah. on them. Maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. Okay. Hail Satan. Uh Hail Antarctica and the fact that I don't think there's a single IUD being sold on the black market there, but who fucking knows what the Russians have done to it. What the Russians we'll have find done out. to my baby. Yeah, we'll find, find out. out. Alright, bye. Bye.